Welcome back to yet another episode of Less Than 10. Uh, today, we're going to be covering small gangs, specifically in faction warfare, low sex space. Um, so I'm Feral. Uh, as always, I'm joined by Blood. Yo, guys, what's up? And uh, we also have uh, a repeat guest, that's AP, and uh, and our good buddy, Beatron. Uh, AP and Beatron have, have spent a bunch of time kind of uh, flying around low sex space um well why don't you guys give them kind of like give the audience kind of a, a brief intro to to what your experience is in losec let's see here where do i start with faction warfare uh small gang in faction warfare is certainly one of my more favorite i mean i can small gang and losec faction warfare i really love the differences between them and i think that there's a lot of there's just so many i mean they're differences right and that's what makes it unique and it's something you have to learn and today, actually, I can share with you guys a few battle reports and kills that I went to Faction Warfare Space today in a, in a five-man gang, which was really cool. I was trying out a comp of mine, and I handed out some ships, and we had a blast. So has it been uh, exclusively as like the, uh, a pirate, as they say, or have you been a member of one of the militias as well? Oh, well, my Faction Warfare experience was... I started out in the militia or with a group that was going in and out of militia. I was in Cal Mill for a really long time, and that's really where I began to you know, learn on a small gang because a lot of the times you're doing solo PvP and not really sort of the next step up is flying with a few people, right? Flying with a few friends. And Faction Warfare Space, I think, is one of... It's so sad that it hasn't really been touched up on or iterated on, and you know the war zones are dying because this is a, an area of very accessible PvP for so many players. And you know, having said that, it's you know it's something that I would really like to see you know a resurgence of. As someone who also you know started out small ganging in faction warfare space. Cool. And how about yourself, Beatron? Uh, yeah. So I'm from uh, Integritas Corporation. I founded Integritas back in. 2012 uh, in the Galcal war zone. So that's right where I started first trying to learn how to PvP. I'd started Eve before that doing some other shit, but was just a lost puppy. Um, had some good success there and moved over to the Minmatar and Amar war zone and actually joined up with both of those militias for a long time. Uh, then came back much later to the Minmatar Amar Warzone with Hashash and Cartel Alliance. And then after Hashash and broke up, we ended up doing a bunch of other stuff. And just recently, we had another stint in the Gal Cal Warzone uh, as just a pirate group. But I've got a lot of experience in fact warfare space. Um, I've kind of grown a little bit tired of it, maybe too much time spent there. I like Nullsec PvP a bit more. But. Um, very fond of fact warfare and think it's a great place for new players to start sick well we're gonna deep dive into into faction warfare from like a small ganger's perspective um we'll touch on militia stuff and and pirates and kind of that dynamic a little bit uh but first before we get into the show 
just want to give our monthly Patreon shout out. Um, so yeah, the Patreon's been doing awesome. We're super grateful uh, for all our patrons, and I'm just going to go ahead and name them as we do once a month. Uh, so big thanks to uh, Alexander von Stahl, uh, Binary Seder, Corey Eagle, Konstantinos Cialis, uh, January Valentine, Turd Ferguson, and Zalorb. So thank you guys so much for the support. Um, and yeah, only like probably what, like 55 more patrons so I can make a buy a Ford Ranger. So like, let's do this. <laughs> I think it might be a little more than 55 more. <laughs> just for the monthly, like just for the lease payments, right? Like just, just okay. lease it. I'm not going to buy it. Jeez. Yeah, but for one, real, one um, month's lease payment. Yeah. For real, we are starting to spend some of the cash we're getting. So, uh, discord server has been blowing up there's like 650 people on it now which is just insane and uh so i bought me six bot we're getting that kind of set up better for for some good curated feeds to you guys and stuff like that and then gonna make some decisions soon on cool stuff we can do with the other funds so yeah thanks yeah a lot, guys. i think sticker ideas are yeah. on the table so um yeah we're, we've been like kicking around ideas you know obviously like a logo but Feral like wants the uh, like my other car is a Rifter bumper sticker and uh, some <laughs> stuff like that. So you know, and just like stuff like that to give out to people if we ever end up going to like an E Vegas or anything like that would be super cool too. So yeah, kick us ideas and uh, as always, like we're just super grateful for you know the support that people are showing. And I'm a, uh, I'm a coffee nerd, so like getting like the enamel cast iron coffee cups you know like you know those ones getting those like yeah. less than 10 those would be sick too i don't know we'll see we'll see but anyway we should probably move into it um yeah why don't you kind of lead us in blood it's all you buddy yeah so i had kind of prompted this idea because um background on me is i started to learn pvp through faction warfare i joined kaldari militia um when i created the character blood ruin uh, and that was my first experience with PvP at all. From there, I got invited into a small get, like small group corp that was all frigate-based and was in Faction Warfare, and then I started watching Fintaru, uh streaming content in that Warzone as a pirate. So I eventually joined Rifterlings, and uh, Rifterlings has been in and out of various parts of the, the militia with like Memtar, and then I think more recently they like moved over to Kaldari space, but um, especially that frigate dueling mentality has been a big part. And faction warfare low sec, as opposed to other areas of low sec, has very unique mechanics. And so that's kind of why I wanted to talk about it and also um, kind of discuss, you know, it's CCP has kind of brought it up as being on the table for working on it and reworking, and, and they've made some changes to the faction warfare elements. But what I wanted to kind of focus on was like a deep dive into the mechanics of of why kind of some of the mechanics are really important, like the complexes that exist there and how they become these focal points for fights. Um, we did talk a little bit about low sec when Suetonia was on, and we were talking about where are places to get fights for newer players or people getting into small gang. And that was in episode 17. So if you guys um, want a refresher, go there. But this is intended to be a much more deep dive into the specific mechanics that make it really good for small gang 
but also some of the mechanics that really hurt small gang and also hurt you know people trying to do combat within faction warfare um and like the other cool part about this and and why like i'm super stoked to have ap and Btron on is not only because of their wealth of experience but like we started getting together to plan this and uh, i linked them a google doc and like i had like three things in it i was like yeah we're going to talk about faction warfare and they just went ham i mean like the next 45 minutes was just them typing out stuff that they wanted to talk about and suggestions and all that so uh so this is like 90 percent actually ap and btron's episode and we're just kind of going to facilitate a lot of it so um but yeah so Everyone's current opinion of fact war. Um, what where do you guys think it's at? Like, uh, what does it mean to you? Is you know, is your perception more that fact war is about farming and you know people doing fact war missions, or do you feel that it's more content generation area? Uh, I'd like to start, but uh, I currently think that fact war's probably fallen really far from where it was um, or what it was initially intended to be, and kind of had like a secondary like initially i think fact war was a great idea it's a cool idea to get new players involved in this emotional investment giving them a team to be part of you know whatever militia they join and giving them a clear defined enemy um and that obviously drove people to the space gave them something to do that inevitably attracted pirate attention and people like us who look for small gang fights that brought everybody to the space um and since then, it's kind of been mobbed by pirates and neutral third parties to the militia. The whole aspect of the actual faction warfare has become secondary. Currently, I look at it as a place to get fights. Um, when I think of the militias themselves, I don't think of them as combat-capable entities. They're groups that live there to farm LP. Every now and then, there's a flare-up. And um, I know just recently, they kind of had a self-driven attempt to bring some new life to fact warfare right they had limited i don't know all the details of that but um some of the militias had come to an agreement on what could be taken and what couldn't be taken to try and hold back lp farmers from controlling the market like they often do um so it's probably fallen very far from its whatever glory it ever had and currently it's just a place for people to do more casual pvp right it's closer to market hubs there are much more neutral stations available so anybody who wants to go and dip their toes into some PvP can go get whatever ship they want from the nearest trade hub, go to the closest uh, war zone, and roam around till their heart's content, and then just dock up when they're done. I think it's good, but uh, could be better. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, but there is definitely like a disconnect between the activity of faction warfare and the activity of PvP, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I would say that the faction warfare content and the I'd say the PvP provided by faction warfare mechanics has so largely declined over the past several years. Um, and of course, as two two guests here today that that started out PvP in, in the war zone, I can name you and rattle off. I can show you videos from uh, you know YouTubers of you know i guess fights that really strike some nostalgia in me because it's reminiscent of a time where the war zone was filled with many 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 small groups and you know a few big fish right 
but the the content in the war zone was so well homogeneously distributed is you had and what i think is so cool about faction warfare is you have these small objectives for small corps like for instance uh, at the moment uh, like the flosseswin set area is being pushed by um Shrakan unity and some other members of you know faction warfare right you don't see this content you, like these little pushes for systems and whatnot are really what get the content going and it's so accessible it's stuff that's happening around all the clock it's very different from nullsec where you have you know largely objectives that are timer based right they come out you know things are vulnerable you have to entosis them these faction warfare this timer it's all around the clock you run these plexes and you start plexing the system right and this is what makes you know these areas so dense and rich with you know players that are vulnerable and you know able to be pvp'd right and like I said, it's it's a bit it's it's sad that I've you know seen a decline in that sort of content, but I will disagree with um, a point made that it's all pirate. Well, what was it? I can't remember. What Beachon? What did you remind me? What was that first thing you said about faction warfare? Just that it's um, it's I want to say overrun, but the attraction was the the militia being in space. These people, like you said, they're out there twenty four hours a day looking to grind the plexes, so there are ships in space. Naturally, that means there are ships to be killed and fights to be had, so that attracted pirates. But now the majority of content that I experienced in fact Warfare space is against these other pirates. The militias themselves are an afterthought. Yeah, I would I'd agree with that because today, for instance, I linked uh, a few kills. None of them were against faction warfare groups. One of them was against uh, RVB, uh, which is an MPSI group, sort of, uh, kind of, sort of low sec. They stage out of high sec and they do low sec roams. Another one was actually a null sec group that lives in Stain for out of Veratrix. So they were on a, you know, these. So this is my entire Roman low sec, and even the the latter of like the very few last kills we had were an old man star against uh, like soul takers or some people. Like they weren't even, you know, very. There's very few faction warfare content and plexes being pushed and things like that. And uh, if we get to the topic, then I have a few. I have one suggestion in particular that I think that would totally, you know, change faction warfare and and sort of revive it. Yeah, we can basically we can we can get through some suggestions too later on for sure. But first, let's kind of go through uh, just a, a kind of brief overview of what's different in low sec versus null sec, because most of us PvP in in null. Um, so yeah, so yeah, what's the difference? The big differences. So the biggest one, obviously, is there's no like player owned sov in low sec there there kind of is sov but it's only tied to the militias and you only have any downsides to that if you're a member of the militia um the opposing militia right yeah, yeah exactly yeah so we if you're not in the militia it, yeah so if you're not in the militia it doesn't matter you don't have any restrictions put on you um i, I guess the other biggest one to mention would be the the gate guns so there's uh, security status matters, uh, aggression matters, uh, all, all those kind of things. So that can be a little confusing for new players on gates. Um, I don't know. I think gate guns are good. We'll get into it later, I guess, but and go through that. But I like the gate guns. Um, there's you know suspects, all that, all this kind of thing, criminal stuff. There's there's all kinds of different things. Uh, the system is called what Crime Watch, I believe. Right? Is the the whole, mm-hmm. um, you know. What's the word yeah, for the it? Whole, the whole thing, yeah, I don't know what to call it either, but the whole system, the system. around suspect and uh, criminality and all that stuff, that all adds yeah. a, a unique 
I don't want to say unique, but it adds a good flavor to low sec, right? Like in high sec, if you're a criminal, that just means you're rushing through high sec, hoping nobody locks you up or that you're in something yeah. fast enough that can't be targeted. If you're in regular low sec, there's nobody there, so who gives a fuck? If you're in null sec, that's not flagged. It doesn't have any impact. And then if yeah. you're suspect in high sec, generally suspect is only somebody who has made a mistake and is about to die. Or it's somebody who's goading you into about to make a mistake on the G to undock, and you're about to die. Uh, whereas in low sec, it really backward low sec because of its population, and uh, that's where you see the impact of the crime watch system. I think like if you're a full criminal, the gate are always working against you. You basically have freedom to engage whoever you want with no greater penalty than you already have. The gate guns will work against you, but your sex status is already as bad as it can, it can be um, yeah. and as far as taking suspect right like that's that controls the pace of a lot of the engagement if you're suspect to begin with that can be a good thing if you know what you're doing you can get somebody to bite and go for you if you're not suspect but willing to go for it you can do it um it, that's that's where the crime watch system really matters i feel is in fact we second that plays a huge part but i think the biggest factors between it and null are the gate guns tied to your uh, suspect status or the crime watch system, and then the complexes themselves. Absolutely. To be honest, yeah. like the, the role play aspect of Neg 10, of like this super sweaty pirate, just like obliterating everything is kind of funny. Neg 10. It's fun. There's also like, there's no bubbles in low sex. That's uh, another difference. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So it makes a, and the bubbles are an element of sort of terrain, so to speak, for, for null sec. You can dictate sort of where engagements take place. Bubbles are really cool. I love using them in null sec. So I think just adjusting and flipping back and forth between the two types of security space, I, I just love the differences. Like, for instance, the, uh, you know, there are ways, you know, things you can engage with. I mean, essentially, in, in low sec, if you're on a gate, you will either take guns for someone and you won't take guns for someone. And having, you know, a lot of my PvP experience early on was with an alliance uh, called Exodus. And some people maybe, you know, they, they aren't very active nowadays. So perhaps the name has sort of fallen off a bit. But this is a group that was, you know, incredible at using mechanics and sort of techniques and really niche knowledge a niche knowledge base in low sec to get fights they wanted to to use mechanics to their advantage and so there's so many little different tricks and things to do in low sec that oh like i don't even know how to describe it it just makes it interesting right it's you know there's it gives you a leg up there's a there's a ceiling that's greater than what it is i think maybe in in null sec but uh, the biggest differences for me, and I'll speak just very briefly so we can go on, is just the geography between NullSec and LowSec. I think in NullSec you have, you know, these hubs of places, uh, you have staging systems, and you have some surroundings, or typically you have pockets, and you have, you know, the very short periphery of the pocket. But in LowSec, it's just this incredibly dense popul densely populated area with people who just want one thing, and that's to, you know, blow people up. And that's sort of a blessing and a curse in in, uh, in low sec. So you know more on that a bit later, I'm sure. Yeah, and I think uh, we we have a whole section on security status because I actually think that's one of the big pain points for people in faction warfare. Um, I've heard discussions of from people like Ashtarathi and others who are really active in faction warfare and kind of how that dynamic plays in when they want to defend themselves but 
but are penalized in doing so. So we'll talk about that. But then, um, yeah, complexes are actually, I think, one of the coolest features of, when, like you said, geography-wise. Like, I think complexes are these um, very interesting, you know, the only thing comparative in NullSec really is DD complexes where That's... they have dead space and um, you can use those mechanics to be like super beneficial. Absolutely. I was going to say there's such a sparse amount of dead space in NullSec and you really have to find it, right? You know, there's a few combat sites here and there. But I've also found in, you know, this is not something that everyone can warp to, right? It's not a beacon that everything is able to warp to. It's, it has to be probed down, you know, you have to get someone there. And I've had, you know, a few fights in NullSec on DEDs where I've, you know, act like I'm, you know, running the site, but in, it's in a PvP fit. And so people come to sort of fight me. But just the fact that there's dead space everywhere in LowSec is what just makes it so interesting. Because for small gains especially, if you're able to deny groups the ability to warp around and warp to zero, you can really leverage, you know, that's an advantage that they don't have anymore. And now, I don't know, grids seem to be a little bit more organic. And, you know, you have this sort of arena-style gameplay, which I, I see here in the uh, in the notes that you have. You know, you don't have any warping around. I'd love to jump in on that. That's a, a, just a trigger word for me on that, absolutely. The arena-style gameplay, right? Like, when you're fighting on a gate in non-dead space, uh, on a non-dead space grid in NullSec, the warpings are a huge factor. And whether or not you like it or dislike it, that's just part of the equation in NullSec. People warping in and out, like... We've all seen it before, right? Where the main guy is just charging at you and scepters are shotgunning to an, uh, a celestial behind you, warping back at 100, dropping a bookmark, doing it again and again and again, just trying to get closer and closer to you. Uh, the complex is, while less natural, I want to say, because of the restrictions placed in your warpings, lend to that arena-style gameplay where your individual piloting makes such a big difference. Like Positioning makes a huge bolts. difference, yeah, right? The hard nuts and bolts of your position, not like watching these peripheral factors of like is somebody going to warp in from this asteroid exactly like, no i'm focused on the the microcosm like my exact fight what's happening here what's the vector of this yeah. ship how far how 100%. fast yeah that, that is an enjoyable of, aspect of it i think all four of us at least have some alliance tournament practice experience at the very least right you know warping is something that's not happened in the arena and so this analogy between arena style gameplay and tournament gameplay is you know kind of similar in the, in regards to, you know, the grid is, you know, largely the same in these faction warfare places. And when you have this in a collective, in a collection of systems all across an entire war zone, you have neutral stations and this densely populated area. Oh my goodness. It's just, it's an absolute blast. And you can see, I, I linked in our, in our discord group message, um, some examples of that, but, uh, you know, to say a few, I think the two of the, the major groups that, that come to mind when we talk about this difference between, you know this this spare this uh sorry this the fact that dead space is sparse in nullsec you know groups like horde and brave uh, i hate to name drop here but this is just the, the two that i have the most experience in is that even if you have these instances of dead space these groups will almost not they won't fight you and it's like they their aggression is only predicated on you know having all these distinct home advantages and they don't take it and that's one yeah. thing that i that i miss uh about low sec is that people are willing to go there and take the fight and you know players that are a little bit more i don't know savvy with positioning they get to do that and create advantage for themselves as well um you know in its that was uh, that's our big thing we had a few rivals in low sec and every time it was always focused on positioning and that's what makes in making that's what makes and makes or breaks a fight in low sec sometimes is, is having good positioning because 
Likewise, if you're clever with positioning, you can also be clever with warpins and stuff because you can warp to things at ranges from celestials, from safes, any of that stuff. I will. I would just because we're the conversation is developing pretty naturally, but um, like just as a counterpoint to what you said about uh, fighting brave or horde, just to keep using the examples you used. Um, not wanting to chase you to dead space where, you know, one of their FCs thinks that there's a disadvantage there because they can't just shotgun warp onto you or probe you down. So they don't want to come and, you know, give away an advantage that they would have elsewhere. Uh, in low sec, I feel like you're more, you're relying on people being willing to take a fight. I find at least in null sec, um, often you do end up catching somebody and then the FC in charge of the standing fleet is going to make the decision to not come save that person. But in yeah. nullsec, I feel like you can actually you can actually force a fight. Like you can get somebody to engage when they don't want to. Whereas in nullsec, that is much more difficult given gang size. If you're big enough in the right ships and understand the mechanics well enough, you can make it happen. But going around as a micro, like two, three man gang, and you catch a battleship on a gate, he pretty much gets to leave, no matter what. If he doesn't want to actually fight you, he can degress, wait for the gate guns to push you off. You'll have to bounce this if you don't have a scepter with you with ping set up to do it really fast, or a, a cruiser that can take the tank the gate guns long enough for that scepter to shake the gate aggro and come back, and then somebody to do that on the other side. Like it just feels a lot more consensual in low sec. Granted, you have the advantage, like you said, of everybody is a little more keen to fight. That's kind of why they're there, but you don't. I don't. You don't have that natural feeling of catching somebody and forcing them to fight. Blood mentioned that's that too, with feeling true, yeah. like you can't defend yourself because as a as a battleship pilot being tailed by a small gang, at a certain point you're going to notice, oh, they've ex they've overextended. This guy is here. His gang is still two jumps back, losing aggro from the last time they tried to go for me. I could go for it right now, and I want to take the initiative. But now you're going to have the gate guns pressuring you. He doesn't want to take that initiative, and it just without the complexes, uh, those DVD sites we've been talking about, I feel like they're isn't much opportunity, honestly, for the PvP to happen at the small gang scale because of gate gun. Like, in... you can catch someone and you can, in low sec, you can catch someone and force them into engaging if you really know what you're doing, but for the more, less educated, more casual PvP or to the faction warfare scene, the gate guns often feel like a huge hindrance. Like, oh, I caught this guy, I'm dying to gate guns, I can't hold him forever, get here and hold him for me, oh no, I have to warp off or I'm gonna die. Okay, he's gone. Yeah, he I think there's, there's more. Station. There's more consensual PvP in low sec, right? Is a good way to, to yeah. define it. We talk about we talk about consensual, and it's such an odd word in the sense that you know, in the, in the same way that Beatron claims that, and it's true, absolutely, that you're able to force fights in in null sec by you know catching someone who's in a PVE fit, or they're running plexes or anoms, perhaps. Uh, I think the 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 motivation, right? You know, maybe it's not obligation to to save a ratter, but the motivation to respond and get a fight is different in low sec because if you show up with you know a composition that's intentionally you know engageable, so to speak, this is such an important part about low sec PvP because everything, all of your engagements are predicated on getting people to fight you. You want people to fight you. It's difficult to force engagements, and many times. The engagements I take in low sec are not on gates, and in fact, the ones on the on gates are are most difficult. So, in a sense, I PvP perhaps a bit differently than than others in that I go out intentionally with with a with a ship that people will want to fight me. They'll want to to warp to me, right? And so that's my that's my sort of uh, carrot and stick, so to speak, for for 
yeah. as a solo PvP or or as a as Absolutely. a solo PvP. I think that's I think that's something you have to take into consideration so much more in low sec is the engageability factor. In null sec, you can you know theory craft your perfect gang and go hunt some big fish. Like oh, I know these guys have a timer. They're going to be rolling out a fleet. We can hang out in the pocket between staging and the objective, and we can pick off stragglers, distract their main fleet, get an engagement out of a larger, uh, larger entity that, you know, is prepared, throw down a little better. Whereas in low sec, if you go in there like looking like you know what you're going to do, then you run into that situation where you run into another gang who maybe isn't as put together and sees your strengths and then goes, well, I don't want to fight that, and then they're short of getting them to warp into a complex and freely being able to hold them there, there's no incentive for them to want to fight you. You have to do it very carefully on the gates to shake the aggro properly or play your hand very well and keep people held back to look engageable, just like you talked about. You know, send one guy out, make it look like he's really out of position and going to fucking kill himself and get them to take the bite and go for it. Consensual yeah. consensual PvP doesn't exist anywhere really in e well, but I think that's fact, a lot also... more about preparation and and kind of how you and your group strategy evolves to account yeah. for that difference. So. But then that, that strategy, really have to think it's... about it in, in low sec. We, we ran into it all the time as when uh, the last iteration of ITS living in uh, Anilary when AP was with us. Um, we struggled with it often just wanting to make ourselves look engageable. And then you, and it's just frustrating when you're like, okay, we're looking engageable. We're, we're in less than optimal ships, less than optimal uh, compositions, and now we've got something in front of us that is like, fuck, I wish we had our pants on for this because we can't fight it. Yeah, exactly. Given how we set ourselves up already. But we, that, also got a, we also got so many good fights because of it, and we have advantages too, yeah. right? You know, like, we're in tech one stuff, but we're in, you know, very expensive implants, we're all running drugs, and there was the the very subtle sense of, you know, okay, Beatron's in a badden. You remember this. I've got a video of it on my yeah. channel. We have a badden, like two AC hurricanes and a, a rail brutix for links, and each cane has newts for tackle, and there's this cane that looks like totally kitchen sink. Like you can't mean you don't mean to tell me that in a badden, two hurricanes and a brutix is like anything meaningful. But when this yeah. when you play it so well, like and you play to the strengths of each ship, this is a fleet that, you know, this is a small gang, four people that went that goes to Tama and absolutely obliterates, you know, you know, groups off the map when they bring things that they can they they, they think they can easily overwhelm this. I was just gonna say we're we're talking pretty like uh uh like end end tier, like high high end right now. So let's kinda yeah. slow her down and uh Low sec is like faction warfare. Low sec is often called a great place for newer players that want to get uh, more into PvP or even just really casual PvP. Uh, you guys mentioned um, that both of you kind of started, or uh, especially you, Beatron, and uh, you a two right two AP right. You kind of started, yeah. learned, learned your you know cut your teeth in faction warfare space. So let's kind of go through why new players in low sec or more casual PvPers why it's a good place. And do we think it is a good place still? I, I think initially it was a, maybe not initially, but several years ago it was a great place. And I don't want to, maybe I'm looking at the past through rose-colored glasses, but I feel I had a, had a amazing opportunity when I started doing solo and small gang PvP with the state, the FAC Warfare was in there. The population density is there having the incentive to go out and run complexes and have enemies looking for me running complexes just 
made for a wealth of opportunity. There was so many fights that were happening. Hey, P, if you want to add anything. Yeah, absolutely. So we're talking about the, the accessibility of uh, faction warfare PvP to newer players, right? Well, yeah, new players in low new players in fact were low sec. Is it good for them? Is it bad for them? I think it's I think it's very I think it's great for them. And uh, Beatron mentioned a few examples that are uh, quite common, uh, and they happen. I can't deny them because I was one of the people that was that was doing them. But um, you know, faction warfare PvP is great because of location. The location is great. It's adjacent to high sec. You can stage from this high sec. You can use services like jump X, jump or not jump X, uh, push X or Red Frog to get your ships to PvP stations, right? And you're only a few jumps away from content. And this, you know, be, it's because that you know if you consider new eden right you have the high sec on the core and then you have low sec in the immediate periphery and then you have on the very very edge of the periphery you have null sec right you're doing much less dump jumps you're doing much less of logistics to to get to the fight right and so i think this was a very different conversation a few few months ago right before the advent of filaments but since filaments have come out you know this pvp is even more accessible and i think that's why you know they they um they receive so much praise and that's a great thing but in a sense, in addition to that, right? I think the cost of the PvP is very is is quite low. And again, sadly, as I spoke earlier in the episode, I think the the content, so to speak, has uh, has gone down a bit because you know the prevalence of Tech One frigate PvP, which is so it it's super cost effective for how fun it is. And um, I it's think I think the Sorry, go ahead. It's ruined by. Oh, I was I was gonna I was I will I was probably gonna speak about what you were gonna talk about. Is that the Tech One Frigate PvP is of course very accessible. It's very cheap because of its location and its cost and the prevalence and densities of players. You have the these complexes like that are gated, right? You know, they're restricted to certain types of ships, like novices, smalls, mediums, and larges. Yeah. yeah. Well, larges not so much, but you get the point, right? So you now you have these instances almost of you know restricted PvP. But uh, I want to, I want to, I want to, sorry, I just want to reel it back to the thing you said about the cost, because I think this is a noteworthy point and it's only gotten worse with time. The new player is often told, you can just go get in a frigate, go out to Fakor Losek, die a bunch, learn how this is done. But with the declining population of the militias themselves, you're like, yeah, okay, I'm going to go get my rifter and I'm going to go learn how to PvP oh, wait, I'm fighting the same asshole over and over again in an A-type comet with high grades. Like, there's this bait. All the things that benefit the new players to go to Faction Warfare space, like like you all mentioned, which are absolutely true, the convenience of your proximity to high sec and all the services it offers, the density of the players, uh, and the instanced, for lack of a better word, these complexes, the, the guy who just wants to go fucking frag noobs all day long He's also there, and he's hunting you. And it feels like there are more of those guys lately than there are of the militia members. Like when I was doing it uh, very, very actively, I felt there was a there's a pretty good number of my enemies. Like if I'm in a mar, there's a decent number of militia out there. I know where the militia are staging. They're actively running sites, and I'm doing it, and I'm going after them, and I'm avoiding non-war targets. But now it feels maybe just because I'm on the other side of the spectrum. It feels like it's mostly pirates going there looking to fuck people up. And the new player who just joined a militia on the advice of Reddit is just getting dumpster fucked by somebody who knows what they're doing with the more subtle advantages of they're looking engageable through a T1 ship, fit out the ass with all kinds of expensive equipment, with implants and experience behind them. 
So I Absolutely. personally think I personally think these days, as a new player, Fact Warfare is not the place to go. True, and uh, you know I, that's something I can't deny, of course. But I do have a counter counterpoint. Uh, you know, not out of you know yeah, uh, disdain, but simply because you know it's it seems quite cynical to to look that way, but uh, to to have that outlook, right? But you know, in our experience, of course, when you go to groups like Brave or 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 Horde, you know, there there might be a certain player in particular that you know flies, you know, specifically, you know, like Cloaky Loki's or a rapier with Abyssal webs, and you know, they're in the midst of this, you know, huge group of players. <laughs> I, can of, I can think of a few names, yeah. Yeah, so can I? Of course, we've all run into them. I've died to them. I've fed high grades to them. Whatever, right? Um, my counter counterpoint to yours is just simply that you know these people exist everywhere, and it's. Um, you know who's to to say that you have to measure the the metrics or whatever yeah. the frequency of this in either place to make a comparison but you know it, it didn't used to be like this right it certainly did not i remember a time where there were kestrels and tormentors and atrons and rifters and every novice plex you know as far as the eye can see and <laughs> having having done you know that was a great time and i really miss it which is why i would like you know the uh the faction warfare there's some balances and changes to happen but that's probably an entirely different episode this is strictly just about small gang um but yeah, well, yeah we'll, we'll kind of jump into that as we get to the end like there's i, I do want to talk about improvements that we can make i, I do also want to point out like one one thing in this discussion is that i'm thinking of is i i still encountered people running snakes and actually off-grid links back when that existed um but I feel that knowledge is power, whether it's in nullsec or whether it's in lowsec or, or whatever the context may be. And especially for newer players, I feel like the the meta in lowsec is kind of more specific, right? A lot more afterburner yeah. type ships. So if a newer player is exposed to that and and takes the time to learn what a standard, you know, tech two afterburner comet speed is right i think it's like 1257 or something meters a second and that may have changed since i memorized it way long ago but you you have a, a benchmark for what a standard speed is and then you take the right preparation and you see those things you're able to see the difference and you say okay wow this guy is moving far faster than he should be you can start to make some of those adjustments. The other thing is I still use watch list to uh, essentially like in my brain, I bookmark people. So I add them to my buddy yeah. list and I add a note and I say like high grade snakes or, you know, ECM alt or something like that. So I, I do think like in terms of areas to gain knowledge, I still think LOSEC is pretty accessible. One thing we skipped over is actually uh, I wanted to talk about stations because we do talk about this time to content, right? Like how long it takes for us to get content. And especially like roaming into Nullsec, like filaments are increasing the ability to do that. But roaming into Nullsec, as you go in, if you either die or you want to reship, there's an extended time period to get back and reship or to to die, you know, pod somewhere, get a new ship and get back out to that same area. And I do think that the ability to access stations in low sec and, and not having to deal with player ownership in, in a lot of ways allows for that, um, you know, for a newer player to be able to stock ships in an area. And we kind of touched on that. Um, I think, I think, I think that's a, 
very good point. Honestly, after listening to both of you guys talk, maybe I was uh, <laughs> pretty pretty cynical with my outlook of it. Um, but it's it's definitely a place like it's a it's definitely a place where you trial by fire, right? It is going to be down to the individual to fucking learn it or for sure get, get burnt out and move on to something else. I well, think someone... I, guess, I guess I was thinking just more like player retention rates. You're gonna see, a, and maybe that's probably always been true. But you're gonna see a lot more burnout in fact war low sec. But it is gonna be the place where, if you're gonna be one to take to small gang warfare, you're gonna be exposed to small gang style content a lot more in fact war than going and joining a large conglomerate out in null and figuring it out there. Yeah, I remember talking with Fintru actually about the idea that the people in faction warfare that we were fighting were it was just that they were more experienced because they were the groups that wanted to fight right like that is why they were there and this this idea that by fighting people who were wanting to fight and who were experiencing fighting regularly those pilots were actually just harder like to to win against um not necessarily like just regardless of what modules were being used yeah. or any of those things just those people tended to have um that that knowledge base to pull from on a regular basis to make that more challenging um and so as a newer player introduced to that environment i could see how that would be a higher skill curve in order to get to a point where you are starting to win fights but i do think that that benefits that person a lot more when they then go into other areas and they can see the mistakes yeah. that people are making because they've been essentially competing at a much higher level from from an yeah. early standpoint. You, you mentioned the uh, the unique metas that are brought to FAC Warfare, right? Like, I've over time, I've kind of broken it down in my head until, like, there's uh, four basic, like, archetypes of any fit. Like, are you a micro-warp drive kiter? Are you a micro-warp drive brawler? Are you an afterburner kiter? Are you an afterburner brawler? Yeah, that's and pretty good. That, that's just this that's is just pretty... like that's everything, right? That, that encompasses everything, and the the core features of each one of those fit types dictate how you're going to fly that ship and what type of targets you're looking for. And if you can learn that, and this is probably biased extremely because this is how I learned the game, but if you learn those four types and what they do and how they interact with one another, then you have a very good understanding of all pvp right like a fleet of feroxes fighting a fleet of fucking drekovax still comes down to the basics of range control and projection that's that's the end all be all yeah i'm so glad that Beatron. (laughs) yes did you are you looking at the uh the the group chat right now like is that what you got the uh, the idea from or is that just on your own no no oh my word i get you know what it's no coincidence that um that good great things great minds think alike right (laughs) Put this in the show notes because in the group chat that I just linked, there is an archetype. There is a spreadsheet or not spreadsheet. Yep. There's a, there's a I have this doc saved to my Google Drive from when it was created like two years ago. <laughs> yep, and this is the accessibility, you know, of this low sec PvP, and this archetype has been explored, and you have all of these different, you know, sort of th- these things, and this is a this is a resource, right, for for new players. Like if you were to make something that's comprehensive for a null sec, it would be so many pages long, right? 
And this is one of the reasons there's so many resources for this type of uh, PVP, right? And uh, this is just so insightful and there's so much knowledge and information here for new players to access. It's all right here. It's updated 2018, um, so I guess two years old. But um, but yeah, like I'm so glad Beatron said that because that's exactly the roles and types of, you know, fly, I don't know, flying or, you know, the way the archetypes the meta, shift, yeah. right? Meta. It's the rock, paper, scissors of frigate PvP is exactly the title of this slide. And put it in the show notes. I have it for people there to look at. Um, I don't think we should really spend a whole lot of time discussing it, but because all the information is there, but uh, I'm really, it, it's so interesting that Beatron brings that up because that's exactly what's in this amazing resource, uh, this uh, T1 Frigate Guide. Yeah, and I do think that a lot of the meta in LOSEC is di dictated around the complexes. So, like, jumping into that, for instance, afterburners are so much more prevalent in low sec. And to me, there's really only one reason that is the case. It's because when you warp to a complex, there is that gate and you take that gate and it lands you in a specific location. Yeah. And like that is the reason afterburners are prevalent yeah. is because you can control a lot of the beginning of a fight because your opponent is warping into a known location. Exactly. Yeah, and one of the one of my suggestions years ago that I thought of is that what if you, you know, gave the, some randomization to the position of warp ends, right? You take the complex and there's this, you know, 25 kilometer radius sphere that you could just, you know, pop into, right? The meta would be so much more different because now you can have this, this element of RNG, right? Which essentially, you know, it adds an element of, I don't know, suspense, if you want to call it that. Yeah, I, I don't want to get balance like... or, I don't want to poop on your idea immediately. I think that's a good idea that should be explored further, but that would, if you, like the reason Nullsecker's big blocks complain all day about kiters is because honestly, it's the, uh, maybe sound like a douchebag, but it's the superior strategy, right? It's the, it's the tactfully sound strategy to be faster than your opponent and be in control of the distance between you and Yes, your when you're fighting outnumbered. I would say yes when yes. you're fighting outnumbered absolutely <laughs> like, that's 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 what you need to be doing so if you bring that opportunity in there like uh, just to go a little more in depth into the the metas that are there based on these complexes because you come into a known space it is a little fucking frustrating that it's always the known space i think some rng to that could be good but if you introduce too much then immediately you'll see a hard rise in the number of micro warp drive kiting fits um, like uh like, like armors and shit yeah yeah, slicers, exactly. Because yeah. like slicers already, when the slicer pilot knows what he's doing and has prepared and is fighting the right target, he can skirt you, right? Like there's that small window where you can pulse your overheated microwarp drive, have pre-taken your drugs, and if the guy is not 100% on the ball and does everything right, you are going to get out of his scram. You're going to get that one cycle off, coast, and be out, and then this after-burning blaster Atron is fucked. It's just got to yeah. orbit at 20 Agreed. command, put on him, and he's done. Well, and so I'm not saying so like I, I actually like this idea a lot and I have a few others around this idea. Um, but it, it I don't think it necessarily needs to replace what's currently there, right? Like so the complexes, the idea of them is that that faction warfare conquering a node, right? Or commanding a node, um, and, and that adding to that whole aspect. Now we happen to take advantage of those to fight in. Um so creating new complexes with variety 
is not necessarily a bad thing. They may still serve purposes of getting rewards to faction warfare players, you know, and that may introduce a reason to be into, you know, going into those complexes uh, over, you know, the current existing ones. Uh, another thing that is very common, and it's because of complexes, is there's much more s focus on small ship sizes. So frigates uh, in particular, like faction frigates, uh, T1 and faction frigates, because they're able to enter novice complexes, right? Um, I had this discussion a while back with someone where the idea is that complexes are always small size uh, like, how how do I explain this? They're vertical limits. Okay, so they have vertical limitations. What I mean by that is, as a as you go up in size of the complex, it doesn't reduce. You can always bring the smaller. You exactly, you can smaller. always bring in the small things. And so the idea was, well, what if you had a complex that, for instance, was cruiser size and up? And so then you start to, and, and obviously there would be different benefits for faction warfare players to, to be in those and, and stuff, but it would create this limitation where, um, you know, a battleship could go into something like this and know that there's not going to be the the ability for oh. an interceptor to come in and point them, Damn, right? That's there, a, yeah, yeah, that's a good there becomes, yeah, it yeah. becomes this, and, and what that does is that changes the landscape of the ships moving around in space, right? Because they may, you know, the, the novice complexes may have been taken care of by some frigates in a certain area, but now, okay, I've got to get an, at least a cruiser to go to this area to get the reward and to start capturing this. Well, those cruisers, battle cruisers, may get caught in other situations as they're moving around the area, right? And it, it creates a much more diverse landscape. Um, so that was like one thing that I thought would be super interesting to explore. Uh, you know, I'm sure people would find limitations to it. But I think that's one of the biggest reasons you don't see battleships running around in low sec is yeah, really you can run a large in a natron. Right, you can run a large in an Atron, and that's the only thing you can enter with a battleship. And meanwhile, you could have thirty frigates warp in on you in your large complex, you know. Yeah. Um, and so it's really there's just not that many advantages to being in in bigger stuff. I really rarely saw cruisers when I was running around in low sec a lot more, unless we were like had established a fight and things were escalating. Then people would start bringing bigger things in response but i never just saw them running around doing their own thing very much yeah that's a that's a fair point um and i think that's just that just shows how important complexes are to the faction warfare i mean it kind of is what defines the whole of faction warfare space but that shapes the meta completely right like absolutely that's why you don't see battleships that's why frigates are so well loved in fact warfare space is it's what you can do the smallest in it's what you can cheese the system kind of into do the biggest of the complex sites um and you know five frigates counters one poorly prepared battleship so why would you ever even bother um, yeah on the on the, the other side though i mean it does those complex mechanics do open up the idea that brawling is so much more attainable within factual warfare um and if you are flying a cruiser Right, you can position certain ways, or in you know, you could yeah. you could go into a medium and sit at zero on the warp and beacon, and you're less concerned about a T1 frigate coming in and pointing you, and then five algos is coming and, in, and you know. And on the same on the same note, because of the way 
the complexes work. Like you can even sit, you know, 30, 40, 100 kilometers off and wait for them to go for you. And if you're going to go for the fucking scram and want to brawl it there against an outnumbered gang, you have that opportunity now. You've bought yourself time. They have to physically burn 100 kilometers to get out to you. You've just done all your on-grid separation prematurely by sitting 100 kilometers off the beacon. Um, so it definitely definitely allows for brawling to be more viable, which again, I think helps favor newer players in that they're not pigeonholed into thinking that the only way to do outnumbered people or just small-scale people is with a set of snakes and a fucking A-type micro-warp drive. Yeah, and then- I recall that Recall that something similar was done very uh, for a short period of time, but the uh, what is it? The sort of the D, the not Dracaris event, the uh, the Mordor's Legion oh, that, event, or yeah, the Caldari those, one. It had restrictions on the. No, 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 no. no. This is what well, I mean. I mean, respectfully, oh, this no, those, was um... active during a period where I don't think you may have been active, but it was the, <laughs> the, the uh, Dragonar Dragonar event. Remember, it was the missile, right? Or the patch of the missile buff, right? And the Dragonar sites were um, accessible only to ships that had bonuses to heavy assault and heavy missile launchers. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, that was like remember? three months ago. So it this really is really fun. Similar, yeah. yeah, this is an analogy. And, you know, you know, that's something similar that could be done with um, with uh, these complexes, right? It's similar. But like the, you talked about the vertical limitations and you reverse it and you do it the inverse way what you know what i mean right yeah so yeah <laughs> it's it hard really, to describe yeah, it <laughs> it was really short-lived right i didn't think we really got to see um lots of pvp i didn't even get around to it one of the things i wanted to do is i wanted to run around a claymore and a golem uh, a torp golem and then a claymore for tackle <laughs> and uh, i completely just, missed this you're absolutely right yeah, it was. Um, I was. So I theory crafted a lot for this, in fact. And one other, well, guess what? Well, the only place that it was was in Losec. And you know, someone sees a claymore and a golem in a site. I don't have to be worried about facing things like Geddens or Balgorns or right. And so here, I theory well, to be crafted. Fair, you wouldn't have to be worried about Geddens because they can fit missiles. Oh, Geddens, Geddens, true. Yeah, but they're not a mound <laughs> bonus. So I'm really not scary. They're yeah, also yeah. squishies. Torp Golem yeah. and a Ham Claymore are going to make short work of a Geddon. And the, the other yeah, thing yeah. was is that you also ban logistics, right? Yep. The only much. thing you could, the only, the, yeah, that you ban T3s, right? You don't have T3 Lodge anymore. And the only thing that can really fit logistics is large reps on a battleship. And in fact, one of the, probably one of the first uh, losses I saw on the kill board was in fact a logistics raven, which of course it was this incredible, this incredible idea, right? But it's easily outplayed by the fact that you can outrange the raven. You can set up at range. The raven has to burn. You know the, the large reps have such little range. But there was it was so interesting to have this you know meta where you knew what was coming in. That's what makes faction warfare you know not not ideal, but it makes it cool. And this idea I think is also very cool for faction warfare because of yeah. that. And I was going to say so the much- dragon are blitz. Uh- was it was a good experiment but i think the limitation there on the weapon system made it not as viable uh as as something like ship size because well if it, you're gonna it have really limited long term then it needs to be something a little more broad but yeah. I, yeah you know like i i'm a huge fan of this like modif like these little modifiers it's the same thing when you're playing poe and you get like oh this map rolled this right it's kind of these like abstract modifiers that change the dynamic because eu has such a massive scale of of like its ecosystem and and it's it's metas right and when you remove like one aspect or change one aspect it it 
throws it all for a loop and it makes it really interesting and smart players can capitalize on that. And like, it doesn't even have to be a hard restriction, even if they just had like, I know like the term weather has been used in the past or just like rotating bonuses or, or negatives, right? So maybe like in faction warfare space, like uh, the Glente, you know, Federation like moved this crazy like boosting ship and like all these, it, it like causes these effects. It doesn't even have to be like a ship restriction. It could be like, or a module restriction. It could be like all ships have plus, you know, plus plus Worm, kin. It's similar yeah, yeah, to like, wormhole, or, wormhole effects, right? Or similar yeah, yeah, like, to yeah, essentially like stuff like that. Something like thematic though to like to the militia. I think there's a huge opportunity that's honestly missed by CCP to make it more meaningful for certain factions to own certain certain territories. Like currently it's it's just about LP value, right? How much space and how much LP can you generate and how much can you sell it for? And that's the only thing that really drives the conflict there. But if there was something like, you know, the Kaldari, they take space, there's a bonus to things that most Kaldari ships have. Not only Kaldari ships, but mostly Kaldari ships. And then that adds more incentive to... Uh, to take space for them. Dude, how sick yeah, exactly. Well, like... I mean, be, I will say, Beatron, that's, um, I don't know, something resonated with me there, but I think respectfully, that was quite disingenuous. Like, that's just the same as saying, you know, Nullsec people only want to run Anoms and run DDs and Crab all day, when in fact, there's so many examples of, you know, players that, uh, you know, PvP in, low sec on, uh, in Nullsec on a daily basis. And oh, the same abso- is true, abso- of course, for Nullsec. Absolutely. absolutely. You kind of have to speak people, to, like, these people do want to fight. Yeah, you, but, but you kind of have to speak to that, like, like the problem. Like, I, I, I've the problem with faction warfare, low sec. The biggest one is probably the way the LP and PVE aspect is so like it, it affects it so much, and it's so profitable yeah. that like right, like that's a massive part of it. And I know it's not necessarily smogging related, but like that's a huge part. And I think having like a really healthy system would do a lot to make small gang in faction warfare space much more you know, much stronger, right? Like, well, like, I don't I think, think we... Beatron was necessarily saying that the players that live there are only interested in that activity. No, I'm just, I think what I'm just he was saying say was that, like, the, the main driver behind the mechanic of faction warfare and how it progresses has to do with, with LP, right? The, for instance, like sure. the, well, the, the incentive... war zone control is a big incentive, like having bragging it's, rights. It's... Wait, wait, wait. So like, but bragging rights don't go much further than what drives any of us in this conversation to go out and play Eve. Like, what drives us is we enjoy the combat of the game. We like getting fights. We like taking hard fights. We like putting notches on our belt. And that's, that's what we know. enjoy. Is that not very huge... similar? Is that different from bragging rights? I feel as though that, you no, know, there's no, a sense I, I know, of achievement. There's, is, a, there's a sense of achievement that's intangible. Is that, but what I want to say is that a huge portion of the player base doesn't have that same drive. They're not after bragging rights. For whatever reason, they're not after combat-driven bragging rights. I think if they would experience it, they would enjoy it more, and that would be something they could start going after. But I think we already identified that Faction Warfare Space has a bunch of features that do make it a great place to learn um, small-scale PvP. But it doesn't have anything that's really pushing people to do it other than the will to want to go and learn and fight. 
um, if there was something that brought new players in with a more emotional investment, like NullSec players, like when you get these fucking hordes of new players coming out to feed into your gang, they're doing it out of some contrived sense of defending their space. At some level, that's what they're doing. That's their investment. These outsiders are here. They're disrupting our ratting operations. They're fucking with our mining operation. The reason they're joining in the fleet at some level is this emotional investment of I'm here to defend my space. Fuck these guys. Me and my boys are better. We're going to go do it. But they don't, they're not really in it for like this, man, we flew so well. We did, we executed so properly. Like we're fighting you 20 to four. Like there's no question about your abilities. It's really on the four guys to fuck it up. And then you still, they still get that satisfaction because they defended their space to give these militias something that incentivizes them to go out in their solo frigate behind enemy lines and taking territory beyond just getting the fight. Like not everybody is honestly, not everybody is capable of executing really well when it comes to people. And that quickly disenfranchises them. They don't want to go do it. Why am I going to go bother grinding these hits? I'm going to go put a stab or I'm going to just be completely nanofibered and warp out at the first sign of trouble. But to give them something to make them want to be out there and taking fights to get them invested in it would be so much cooler. And things like increasing the effects that it has on their day-to-day lives. Like, I don't, I have no idea. I'm not first enough in it, but some kind of incentive to trade trading or just the bonuses to their ships or a more noticeable change to the just look of the space when it's owned by your faction versus their faction. Yeah, I... I mean, so a little while ago, they made that change uh, with with tethering to Citadels in Faction Warfare Space, right? So if you don't own it, you can't tether, but you can still dock. Pretty much did nothing. But like yeah, the, yeah. like ba- essentially it did nothing. But the, the theme of it, I really like. Like there's no way, I don't know how they're going to do it or anyway. Like you shouldn't be able to stage in a system you don't own in the militia. They should do whatever they need to do. The outcome needs to be that, People want to be in militias. They're desirable. They're beneficial. And there's a sense of like uh, like ownership. There's a sense of of pride yeah. being in it, right? Like I think they, that emotional connection to like let's be honest, it's it's cool to talk about small gang and say like it's just all about mechanical um, prowess and and execution. But there's like an a, 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 a aspect of RP to this game. Um, there, there always is. And I think for some people, it's more than others. And Faction Warfare is that huge draw. And that needs to be capitalized on. Like, right now, they're, it's... Uh, yeah. yeah. Their posts, you know? posts on Reddit, you know, I remember when Nen fell, right? Nen was flipped, or Nissa was flipped. These are systems that have this, uh, this, so this long history of, like, being impenetrable or unflippable. And groups do it. And they, you know, beat their chest over it. And it's something that... Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's definitely yeah, a but it, factual. It, that, that type of shit happens. That happen as often. Yeah, that's like saying not anymore. Know, yeah, that, novel, it's, novel is fine because every so often there's a war, right? Like it's pretty rare. I think that it now needs that, to be more day to day. Like I don't know. Yeah, there needs to be something to drive that kind of enthusiasm. Because you're right. When you're seeing these systems being flipped, like I can't remember the last one that I'm thinking of specifically here. But when you watch these two militias go at it with they fucking enthusiasm. It's like, you know, it's like a wormhole. Yeah, and it's, and it's like completely, walls, it's, it's such unique PvP compared to what you see in Nullsec, right? It's not two massive fleets squaring off and then slugging it out. It's like 
slightly nuanced, right? There, there are pieces moving around the board of that system constantly of like a small group going and trying to make progress on this uh, complex while the main fleets fight over here or a fleet camping the entrance to this one while this one is inside. Like, it's so remarkable, honestly, and they get really enthusiastic about it. Local is fucking hilarious when you're in there. And it's a really, like, uh, what was the system? Remember AP when we were doing uh, it was it was Oix. Yeah, Oix. Yeah, the Siege of Oix. That was an amazing time. And the two militias were out in numbers that you would never see day to day, but all of a sudden they had something they gave a shit about, and they were enthusiastic to go do that. And I guess that happens in all aspects of Eve. You've got the people who don't log in until something important happens. But like um, like was said earlier, there's there's an opportunity that's missed there to drive these people who join faction warfare for that small sense, that slightly heightened sense of role play of being a militia member. Oh, I'm part of Minmatar. I made a Minmatar character. Like that's one of the first things I fucking did when I joined the game, I made a Minmatar character. And then I was like, well, what do I do now? Well, there's these missions kind of suck, but I, I'm, I chose Minmatar. I guess I'll go join the Minmatar militia. And then I started heading in a good direction, but without new players having something interesting to go do after picking their race and then, wanting to play the game like not everybody gets all esoteric and shit about it like veterans do where now it's it's its own thing the mechanics and the execution the finesse of it that's what we give a shit about a lot of these people they come into the game looking to play a game and that involves some sense of escapism and you know investing in the fantasy of being a fucking militia member so what else let's kind of we're touching on some things like kind of organically on things we think that they could change right so like let's kind of round out this episode with with a little more change in and where we think faction warfare should go or could go and so how do you get there i was gonna say i want to pop in because i think this is going off of Bitron's kind of drive to incentivize or to to inspire people to be involved in faction warfare i feel like there are a lot of downsides right and and the one i'm going to bring up is and we have this later on in our in our notes here is security status and like the example i remember hearing from Asherathi and and a few others and i even remember when i was playing in faction warfare is that in order to defend right say a complex or whatever objective right because you are a militia member you get penalized for defending something from a pirate and they, they don't necessarily take that hit. Um, and if you choose to wait for them to go suspect or wait for them to take that standings hit so that you can then freely engage them, it puts you at a yeah, severe disadvantage. disadvantage. And so like, Absolutely. I think that's one of the main ones right there is, and also like it comes into some complexity in fleet mechanics where if you're in a fleet with people who are in like your allied militia, but then you're attacking certain things, it, it can really mess with some of the dynamics there or logistics, you know, that are that are repairing you and and there's some suspect issues there. Yeah. So yeah, what yeah, about the, the, the one guy gets running? ahead of it and takes suspect when your FC was waiting for them to take suspect. Now you've got to deal with repping random targets from gate guns as well as dealing with their primaries. Yeah, you're right. You're at a huge disadvantage. Yeah, so... uh, what about the obvious one? You know, like if you're part of Galentium Imitar, you're not going to Jito without getting, you know, camped by either players or let alone just the passive <laughs> NPC aggro, right? And so for new players, that's not really an attractive uh, element of, uh, what is it, of accessibility. You can't go to the biggest market hub yeah. of the game. GG. 
gotta get an all yeah, dude yeah. adapt or die yeah that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's very true that's a it needs to be uh i think what was mentioned earlier it should be more punishing to people who aren't owners of that territory maybe not necessarily more advantageous to the people who do own it in terms of weather and other things that we mentioned but it should be more punishing to not own that space like there are systems everywhere for you to access citadels are another huge problem um you should be out of your territory when you're not if you're a pirate in militia caldari militia owned space like the caldari militia looks fucking anemic who gives a shit like you can dock in any of their stations they don't care that you're a criminal you can you know if you're not below negative 5 you no know, like you can shoot whoever you want and there's no there's no hindrance on you being there and similarly if you're a glenty the only hindrance is that you can't dock in their station but if there's a citadel there that's owned by a neutral corp that's given you access or just your own corp has one there you can dock in that and now you're fine and it doesn't matter that you're not in your space I think there should just be more punishments to not own the space. Either completely restrict docking from if you're below negative five, no docking, and you shouldn't have sec penalties for defending your space. That yeah. seems ludicrous. I it's like so I kind of agree with some portion of that, and uh, it's also like the idea that below a certain security status you can't dock and and. I kind of want to tie this into the idea of gate camps that happen in faction warfare. I know they're like like Tama, okay? It's part of that is geography related. You have these specific choke points that are close to high security space and so they are the geographic locations that a lot of travel will pass through. But I don't think I can't remember the last time I went into Tama and the people camping it were Galente or faction warfare <laughs> people. It's yeah. always pirates it's always like super egregious stuff and like i get that that is part of this game but incentivizing things in such a way that militia if if militia are camping an area fantastic like that is their their riot you know it's like they're yeah. they're in the in the fight they're limiting access they're blockading things but uh, i think for pirates to do it is just kind of like Huh. All right. Well, the, pir the pirates are doing it, and they're doing it from a citadel 2,000 kilometers off the gate. And if something spooky shows up, they all just go safely to their That's citadel. That's why you're taking a bad and two hurricanes and a brutal and you slap them across the face, dude. No, yeah. but so yep. I do think you're on. I, I think like the citadels, like overarching, there are issues with citadels, and I think in general, but specifically within factual warfare, this idea of a beachhead in an area that you are not that you don't own right so different faction warfare groups have been able to do that and they didn't they tried to address it ccp tried to address it by limiting tethering but that really didn't solve anything um and so like so some of the ideas around that and and making faction warfare space more about faction warfare and more about being part of a faction i think would be really key Check this out, dude. Check this out. My suggestion, gonna solve the whole thing. This thing right here, gonna do it 100%. Oh, I've been waiting for this. Check you me mentioned out. this at the start. I want to hear it. Right. So, this was this is this is my original idea. I saw this on a Reddit post and a Reddit comment years ago. And you mentioned the word beachhead, and that's what triggered this uh, in me to bring this up again. 
But imagine if you had, like, I would call this like the frontline expansion or something. So imagine if, so technically speaking, you cannot push, right? You systems that, hmm, how do I put this? You cannot push systems that are not adjacent to your own. So imagine for one patch, the both war zones reset. You know, each Galente region or whatever gets reset back to Galente. And now you have these borders, right? And you have, uh, you could do this uh, like with computers or whatever and have some, like literally some logic uh, behind it. Like if this system, you know, this system is Galente true, you can't push this system false or whatever. So if the adjacent system, like let's say, um, for instance, off the top of my head, Nenamalia and Aldernet. One is Kaldari, one is Aldernet. Let's wake up tomorrow and both war zones are reset. Nenamalia is now Kaldari space. Aldernet is now Galente space. There's this border between the two, right? And so imagine, you know, you live in Vlil, which is two jumps away from Aldernet, and you're in Galente Militia, and you want to push, let's say, Akadagi, which is past Nen. You can't, cause you can't just go cherry-pick Nenamalia and, you know, Plex and, and the, these backwater systems and rake in your LP. You have to go to Nenamalia, to the front line, where there might be people. And so this now gives time, you know, it seems like overnight, you know, farmers or Plexers can just push a system, and you wake up the next morning, you open your Faction Warfare tab, and holy shit ivonin's fucking 97 percent. how the hell did that happen you know and now you have this front line of you know you can have this beachhead just like you said where groups can stage and the fighting is you know predictable where it's going to be and you have the plexing is going to be and now you have this hearth of of you know novices have to be plexed smalls have to be plexed and you have these people and pirates and this whole ecosystem coming to this focal point of the war zone i guess that's the the key point that this suggestion creates is a focal point a hearth of pvp that's, I think that's, a, uh, that's something that never made sense to me uh, as a militia member was that they there was no front line, right? Like you pull up the map and you see where's my territory, where's their territory, and then you go to where they meet and there's nobody there. And it's like everybody is going after systems in the back where they think there isn't going to be much traffic and they won't be disturbed so they can keep watching Netflix or whatever they're doing while they're plexing. Um, and that doesn't drive the conflict. I miss having uh, less sex it just sounds Go like ahead. an interesting idea. It just sounds like an interesting yeah. idea. There's a bunch of other no, bugs I, that would need to be... Beat. Yeah, I agree. It sounds really cool. Uh, I do like... Okay, I, I, I take this to the idea of, like, first-person shooters, and, like, specifically I played Battlefield for a long time, right? And you have these uh, objectives that you could capture, and you could back capture, right? You could essentially make it a two-front war zone. I still think I think your idea still allows for that opportunity because you could say like okay, There's so but areas that yeah There's well areas just... that border high sec you could still you could go to and start capturing but you yeah you just can't choose one at random essentially you you can't. Um, it puts some, limitations. some restrictions on vulnerability. Yeah. Well, the, the war zones are like, you know is... if it's connected if a system is connected to all other owned. Like if Kaldari owns a system and every other system that system's connected to is also owned by Kaldari, then that one is invulnerable. Some I don't know. Literally just thinking well, off the top of my this head is, right this here. Is something I, but this some is, restriction on what you can take and what you can This is something I wrote in the show notes when I first talked about the geography of Losec that I forgot to mention. But if non-faction warfare Losec differs from faction warfare Losec is that the connectivity of each of these Losec systems isn't perforated by ISEC. So you have these perforations in places like Domain and in Moldenheath, where you have, you know, like low sec, low sec, low sec, high sec, high sec, low sec, low sec, back to low sec, right? You don't have that in low sec, and you have these, and you have so many different avenues in and loops. War, you mean. 
in fact war exactly and you you know you have these pipes you have these systems you can go around like let's say something's a gate camp you can go around the system there's so many it's probably no fewer than 10 jumps or 12 jumps a lot of the time and you have this network of loops and places to go around and this idea would oh my goodness i would hope that it would revitalize faction warfare just a just a fraction of a bit yeah i mean uh, it definitely makes sense i would just like a little more impact to being that right like if you're if you're going to the front and now i'm kind of just off in fantasy land is it's cool to think about an idealized fact war but like to go and do that loop you shouldn't be able to then dock up wherever the fuck you want and be totally safe or whatever like you know you're in enemy you're in territory. The middle of should be yeah, some exactly. kind of, yeah yeah you know being in i want to get to some city in germany but i'm blockaded so i'm going to take the long route through berlin like that's not really safe there should be some penalty for doing that you shouldn't feel like you could just skip all the war and go I, fight i mean what is it hypotheticals are cool to sort of experiment with here but uh i mean what if the war zone didn't have any stations or citadels at all that'd be fucking that'd be that'd be weird that would be weird i don't know how that would uh i don't think that would play out good as i think that's probably one of the maybe like you know there's a a cent like a capital city just to elaborate <laughs> off berlin something like that right like Bimitar can click declare capital and that's where they get a fucking faction keep star or something like that just <laughs> i don't know Sounds obscene. Something like that. i'm i'm more yeah. okay uh, i'll propose something a little less drastic what about no citadels um and uh only stations and only faction warfare members can dock in those stations that are owned by their faction no signos i mean yeah, no, no signups. Um, I don't know. I think I mean, like I that's like that. kind of the trouble with that is you're like, I mean, then you're, you're forcing removing, out pirates. Not only that, well, what but about... also like removing a large aspect of of Eve in that there's shitloads of moons in Faction Warfare Low Six. So those moons can be used as a content driver, um, and you're that would just be like removing it. And I don't know if that needs a, to be done or, that, or not. Know, that's, but... a, that's a problem with Athenors, like uh, specifically the belt spawn. Like players, as of now, the belt was put in place like 100 kilometers from the Athenor, right? So CCP said, you know, players can't warp to, um, they can't warp directly to the Athenor, right, from the belt and be safe. But the, the, the fact of the matter is, is they can work to a bookmark at range and land in range of the Athenar. So to me, it makes no difference. And the fact that the belt is in like gun range of the Athenor, I think the guns on Citadels, this is, I mean, big can of worms here. I'm not going to spend too much time, but essentially that's with Athenor. It's not really with Losek, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I see what he's saying, though, is just that like these moons are controlled by most of the time neutral entities and if we do put a hard limit on who can dock in what station and completely no citadels for anybody who's not in the militia now you're saying these moons are exclusively for the militia which honestly now that i'm saying it sounds like that's kind of an added incentive to be in the militia and to take space you know you're not well, there's so many you're, not, you're not you're not just taking you're not just taking the space and the right to get the more lp because you have more plexes you're taking the the moons you're taking the right to harvest those moons well the reality is is there's a really easy way around that you know snuffbox wants a faction warfare all corp to you know mine this r64 and their workers are still going to sit in the mining field right it really doesn't yeah i mean we could go on for ages about potential changes but i do think uh there there's going to be some changes soon i mean i've seen some traffic 
it's kind of been trending faction warfare as a topic, right? Uh, I heard stuff from the yeah. CSM summit. It's being talked about there, all these things. So, I mean, I think that'll be really good. Uh, we'll see what they do. You know, maybe, I don't know, maybe it doesn't need these changes, like these huge changes we're talking about. Maybe maybe it just needs some smaller pushes and some smaller reworks and just it's to kind about, of bring people. I, mean, I, would also... agree, I would agree that it, it needs smaller changes, but I think... That's uh, your guys' fault for asking anybody to come on and suggest changes to Eve, because I've <laughs> clearly got a completely <laughs> different view of how Eve should be, and if only CCP would completely erase everything and then do it this way, the game would be perfect. Right. I right. mean, uh, what is it? <laughs> just, uh... I just, I, I, I'm very excited to see what comes out of the CSM Summit. I just heard that little, little hint dropped that you know it's being talked yeah. about, and like, I oh, can't wait to read the notes. I uh, I'm also I'm of the opinion that uh, you know the players make these changes. Um, at the end of the day, if you got a bunch of people moved to low sec, we might even we might not be talking about frontline suggestions because at the end of the day, people just want to shoot each other, and if people are shooting each other and blowing each other up, and there's content, you know, maybe we're happy. But of course, these are you know, and and to a degree, I think this happens much more frequently than. Uh, than you might think. So I'll look at the killboard some days. And for instance, I, I mentioned the the war zone or sort of frontline in a set and Flosesson area. That came out of nowhere. Like, where does it come from, right? It comes from people just wanting to live somewhere and push a system, right? It's that kind of drive and sporadicism that sparks this kind of, and people see it, right? People see it on Z-Kill. And, you know, people like me, you know, are now talking about it on a talk show and people will listen to this and say, oh, well, maybe I should go to Full Sess when I that sometime. They get a fight there. And sooner or later, you have this, you know, butterfly effect of, of things happening. And now you have content that's in this area and perhaps you don't need changes. But uh, well, oh, yeah. I, cr- I cringe when you call this a talk show. Yeah, like you think oh, people are listening, Sorry. but it's it's really just me, Feral, and 650 of our own bots. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real though, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up and move into shoutouts. But before we do that, um, yo, if you were to say we were at the talk show, like which talk show would we be if you were to compare our our podcast to like real life to talk a, shows to a real life talk show? Yeah, like like yeah, yeah. I know you watch them. Like, don't give me that. Yeah, it's well, like there, a, aren't, the... there aren't two Joe Rogan podcasts. You guys are as cool as Joe Rogan. Whoa, okay. Whoa, that's <laughs> high praise. I was going to yeah. say you guys are like the view. We're all in our soapboxes this... about Eve. Yeah, this, like, the four of us chatting here, the four, the view is four, right? Yeah. The view is yeah, four, yeah. Yeah. This, yeah, this feels very view. We should be the sure. super aggressive Whoopi Goldberg of the, uh, of the four. <laughs> Dude, as I as long as I get to be uh, what's your face Osborne, I'm happy. It's crazy. <laughs> How about this one? All right, AP. You say this plated slicer fit is a good fit. Our lie detector test determined that is a lie. <laughs> you, uh, oh, no, no, no. What about this one? What about this one? Um, you claim to pioneer this logi Loki. It turns out our 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 paternity test re- reveals that you are not the father. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, we could use that with your vagabond, right? Yeah, <laughs> we have just like a sheepish. We have a sheepish uh, legion sitting off on the side of the stage, and Velshroon and AP fighting to death for the oh, yeah, of this dude. fucking big. Oh my god! You claim uh, so this legion is your fit. The paternity, <laughs> test, shoot, the, the, paternity test, the paternity test shows you are not the father. 
Yeah, exactly. Oh, good stuff, man. I can't remember what fit it was. I was talking to one of the guys in Corp the other day, and they were like, oh, dude, I'm so pumped for this fit I just built. It looks so good. And they were like, explain it to me. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, dude, um, Turn Left was using that like four years ago. <laughs> he just <laughs> yeah. like he deflated on consoles. <laughs> like, oh, I feel bad. But yeah, like, yeah. good job. It's it's a solid fit. <laughs> just yeah, so you just... yeah, what is it? It's gonna happen more and more, man. As the the game keeps getting older, honest, there are only so yeah. many combinations. Yeah. What is it? My Vaga fit actually isn't. Uh, I I came up with it on my own completely, right? But uh, it had been done before, and there was a guy that uh, I think he's a top vagabond pilot right now that used it. Yeah, I looked. I looked that guy yep. up. I remember. He runs it with yep. crystals, not snakes, but uh, it's the same. Very very similar fit. He uses a CDFE instead of a uh, ambit on his on his Vaga, but. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. I actually yeah, remember what the fit was. It was a dual prop armor phantasm. The dude was so excited about it, and I was like, and I what I did, I I just looked in my Discord. I linked him a God's Apples video from like three and a half years ago, <laughs> where he was playing around with it, and it was almost the exact same fit. And I was like, oh sorry, God. bro. And he just like he just was like, oh, oh awesome. I thought I like I thought I had created something so original. I was like, oh my I just, God. yeah. We just want to There's see like things a shaking up of a Lucy bit. Lou videos with it. Yeah. Um, no yeah, shit. There's other day, similar. wild things like was talking about a fit that I I'm not going to talk about it because he flew it and it was pretty pretty baller. But like something I I would never think about doing, and uh, I was just like, man, that's pretty fucking next level. Oh, we have we this. have a guy in uh, in the Goran group that does so. He did he did a uh, faction warfare stuff like frigate PvP. We talked about this meta, right? Think about a guy that flies a daredevil without a web and puts a damp on it instead. Like this, it was so out of the box, burst jamming, damping mollus. It was the craziest shit. It was so cool, and I, it's it was the wackiest thing I've ever. Uh, I've it's ever always, it's always I, satisfying uh, to see people come up with new stuff. That's that's one thing that I love about you. I was gonna say I follow a couple of people. One of them was Hippo Whisper. He he always had some really ah, crazy yeah. fits that mm-hmm. were so good and so effective. Um, and then another guy that's currently, I think, a Tuskers guy, Nuke Cave. And I remember finding him in, like, Losec, and we would fight each other a lot. And, like, it was it was usually, like, back and forth, or he would be winning. And I just, like, started following his killboard religiously, trying to figure out, like, what he was flying. And he, he yeah, always he... came up with some inventive stuff. He was, I remember when, when Rifterlings was a pretty decent-sized corp, he was a new Neo Bushido, or what is it? No, it was uh, Screamin' Habayusa or something like that with Craig Gatorow. Those are the dudes I took. I stole the, the Raylatron fit so many years ago in Faction Warfare. Yeah, that name rings a bell. Hi, guys. Well, let's, uh, before we move to shout-outs, I just want to give some kind of community shout-outs, uh, and that is to... The, the what's it called sorry i'm blanking the eve online championship series so this is run by like uh dtm and and squishy i believe apologies if i got that wrong but they're basically been they've been running eve tournaments there's like a 1v1 cruiser tournament recently and the next one they're doing which is on march 28th is uh is a cruiser 2v2 tournament so they got some rules all t1 cruisers no faction no pirate no triglavian um, and then there's some fitting restrictions. You can kind of look through them on their website, which we will link in the show notes. 
So I don't know. These guys, they're like doing tournaments. They cast them. They put them on Twitch. They do videos. You can look at the videos of the uh, of the one v one tournament. It was pretty well done. Um, the the one thing that kind of stuck out is how they uh, how they do the casting. They're getting so excited in the in the frigate or the cruiser one v one final, which came down to a Ruppy versus an Arby, and they were just like losing their minds. So excited. It was uh, it was pretty cool to see. They're they're doing a good job. So kind of keeping the the you know tournament things going because uh, there's kind of been a void in that lately so yeah right, dude shout out shout out to the b team yeah right those guys those guys do streaming right i, I remember there mm-hmm. i remember like one time i can't remember i, I was watching his stream and they're like talking about some fucking ricardo fit and i was yeah, like ricardo is uh, like yo the and then i learned it's just like this max gank fucking mm-hmm. yeah fix, right? that's all it is it's like blasters all the fucking damage mm-hmm. like ricardo hypes oh yeah, yeah. they had some really freaking crazy fights crazy brawls in those things like when two praxises a balgorn and a dominix warp into their large and they're in two ricardo hypes and they just wipe everybody it's the coolest shit and yeah. i don't know those guys are there's something else they're the greatest definitely so guys give those give, give that a check out even if you don't want to compete just like check it out and give them support via watching it uh you know comment on their youtube videos like all that kind of shit give them give them support because it's pretty dope uh, so yeah, let's just go down the list, uh, top to bottom. AP, you got a shout out for for anyone here? Shout outs. Let me check my let me check my subscriptions. I'll get back to you. Let's have someone else shout out for the time being. Well, since uh, we we're talking about um, DTM and extra squishy, and there's like a couple other guys. They're doing a podcast. It's kind of fun to listen to. Kind of entertaining. Um, I thought it was called Meme Team, or maybe it's B Team Stream. I I don't remember, but it's like they've been doing a few episodes. It's pretty fun, and they essentially just hang out and shit talk for like an hour. It's pretty entertaining, so I'll, I'll throw that out there. Uh, and then um, I actually wanted to bring up Eve Pulse video recently. Um, they talked about a few things, but what struck me is they talked about bat- botting income and like how they're like working on solutions and all this and they showed a income graph of botting over time and if you pause it right on that screen you can actually see when botting income dropped to zero and it happened to be right from july to like two months later whatever the time period was blackout, and it was yeah. blackout it was a hundred percent blackout and i just remember thinking huh you actually have a solution you just don't want to do it because of all the backlash that happened around it but it yeah. it was very like just pause right on that graph and you will see exactly what i was thinking and it's super obvious it's like oh god <laughs> yeah show it to ccp for stellar decision was that your shout out <laughs> no that's not my that's not my only shout out no. <laughs> okay my actual shout outs just a uh, usual Shout out to everybody in ITS, um, Tyrell, Plutus, uh, Kanye, Roleplayer, uh, and uh, anybody at Rocapel. You guys are all great. Hell yeah, uh, dude. I fought Rocapel the other night. It was great. They were good fun. And they, they didn't blob you? Wow. I mean, uh, it was outnumbered. We were still outnumbered, <laughs> but uh, we had, yeah, it was a good fight. We, uh, there were Nano versus yeah, Nano no, and just... stuff. Real short. How do you feel about Daniel Zeta's imp or AP? I'm curious. I uh, he takes it out on Rome. I see. It's David. not just uh. This is like you're totally contradicting all the flame you give him on Discord. 
No, that's not for killing herons. No, that's for Proxy's Kikimora. I don't. Oh see. yeah, that was Proxy. Never mind. Never mind. Dude, I yeah. was looking at the story. So shout out to our Discord because it's dope. Um, and there's a lot of people. But I was reading through the storytelling channel, and like, uh, like yesterday, people were posting stories and kill mills and stuff, which is super entertaining. But someone noticed like that apparently a lot of those were rote capel and so then they just started this thread of just like rote capel encounters like people were posting every time that they encountered someone in rote capel and would like put their kill mouse in there <laughs> so <laughs> entertaining awesome. <laughs> nah, he, he goes out on he goes out on rooms on, on rooms with it so i wish him the best because it's a it's a really fun ship and uh, yeah, that's it's a privilege to fly one of those it's a big big dick play flying an AT ship, sure, yeah, yeah absolutely so my my shout outs before uh before I forget, uh I linked some people in the in in the group message for you guys to put in the show notes. But shout outs to let me see if I remember their character names in game. Uh Atticus Copernicus of Test Alliance, Deja Deadwood of Tuskers, uh Crypto of Tuskers, and uh Carlos from Straight Out of Wormholes. All these guys have YouTube channels, they post their raw footage, they post a little bit of edited stuff. Um, really good stuff to check out. Always promoting, you know, promoting small gang content. These guys have some really good fights on their channel, so go check them out. Excellent. I'm gonna add those guys all to the uh, me me six bot stream for curated content. Uh, so yeah, and if you guys want uh, some other videos, other content creators out there, added to our curated content stream, just let me know their YouTube using DM Feral, uh on Discord or in game. Send me an email, and we'll put your your small gang PVP YouTube channel on our our roll, so it'll post whenever you post something. It'll ping it out. Um, and yeah, my shout outs just to my corp furnace. Uh, we we've been living in Vino for a long for well last few months, but we're moving to Thera uh, as of a couple hours ago. Uh, I just want to give a shout out, counter shout out there to to one of our court members who was like, "Yo, I'm gonna I'm just gonna put my JF through there right now." Because uh, I got lots of shit to move, so, so so we just he just yeah we had like a ten jump to to Thera and he decided to fucking yolo his JF there to to save on hauling time. So yeah, nice, dude. Which you guys the best? It's the uh, promised land of Furnace, the back. Uh, what is it? Paleo, not Paleo. Uh, Graviton, a Grav station, and yeah, yeah, we're moving to Grav station and hell yeah, dude. Yeah, moving to Grav and we're uh, we're gonna we're looking to recruit a couple like early US dudes. Um, yeah, so if it's, you're there's, in the US time zone and you know how to PvP, give us a give us a shout. There's really tapered off. Yeah, not super super active. Volta, I think they still have do stuff during the UTZ, but for the most part, it's yeah. uh, high in USTZ. And you have the eScout bookmarks. I wish you guys the best, dude. I can't wait to see what you guys can do. Thanks, man. Cool. Anything else to try to add, guys? Or should we uh, should we call her here? Uh, call her here. I have to pee super bad. It's one a.m. and I've probably woken my girlfriend up like five times. Sounds good. All right, just remember then. It's not the size of your gang. It's about how you use it. it. (laughs) Oh, man, you guys are the best. Thanks for having me, guys. It was a a blast. Thanks a lot. That was a blast. Yeah, right on, guys. Thanks.